We want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. And honestly, right now is still a great time to book a Walt Disney World vacation or a Disney Cruise Line or any other type of vacation because you're going to need it. She does all the work. She has saved us tons of money on numerous vacations. We love working with Michelle. You will too. Her email is in the show notes. So let her know that you're ready for a vacation. Now on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney. And Doug, I am really excited. We have a super fun show with an amazing guest that uh, our listeners, most of them might know. But if you don't, they are going to love, Doug. It's a treat. It's a treat. This is a good one. Uh, and so I know uh, we're not really talking much about the news. I think all we can say is trust your travel agent at this point and, right. be, and be patient with all things Disney because I, we could say yeah. something right now, Doug, and it will change by the time I finish this sentence. Correct. And the only thing we can guarantee you with all the park reopening and having to get tickets and things and book dates and, is that the the website will crash. That's the Every only time guarantee. we will guarantee yeah, that. Only... Uh, and you'll get a lot of great different artwork. So whoever did that artwork, great job. It's getting seen by everyone on social media and pretty it's much better everywhere. Yeah. Just looking at a clock. That's true. Or um, a blank screen. Like we did back for uh star Wars galaxy's edge at Disneyland. When we had to get those passes, it was just like a screen. You're like, is my computer frozen? Is it not? And so it was nice. There was a little bit of movement to the computer screens this time. Well done, Disney. There you yes. go. Going above and beyond with one thing right now this week. So we will probably talk about more of that in the coming weeks. But right now, just be patient. Work with Michelle. Uh, and Doug and I will come with you with whatever news comes out, maybe in a Patreon show. Speaking of Patreon shows, we do have a new Patreon, a really cool guy named Gary, who Doug is going to be joining our uh, crew. Yeah, he's going to be our official blogger. Uh, He has one blog up now at the time this is coming out and look for that just about every week, I think is the game plan. And uh, you'll get to meet him soon enough on the show. So thanks for joining, Gary. Yeah, Gary, you are awesome, and check that out, wdwropedroppers.com. That will be in the show notes as well as our Patreon site, and this is going to be a Patreon episode that you are not going to want to miss. You'll understand why when we get to our guests, but first, Doug, you have a review. I do, an Apple Podcast review. I like this one. I think I can pronounce everything correctly. All right, it's titled Great Pod, five stars. Ooh. By Anna Shell. And the review is great podcast exclamation mark. Oh my gosh. That's it. That's, That's all it, it is. I That's love perfect. it. It's all you need. It brings a little tear to my eye right now. It's great. I love that it's great. So thank you for listening. Thank you for leaving the review. Thank you for making it all um readable and pronounceable. And I I I think I got the name right. I think so. That might be the easiest one we've ever had. So yeah, next week I'm going to butcher the name, so don't worry. Probably. So if you want your name butchered or review messed up, definitely got to leave one so Doug can read it on air. There you go. That's the game plan. So to get those reviews, we got to give you content. Derek, who is this guest you alluded to? Oh, really? well, he has been on, I don't know, maybe three times. 
We've seen him at Walt Disney World. He is a legend when it comes to just a great guy and a great character actor. In fact, he has an IMDb page and everything. He is Mr. Ryan Wiley, voice actor extraordinaire uh, and cast member. He is going to be coming out with a new I got to look it up real quick to make sure Lost Legend, another game coming out that he'll be in next year from an Unhinged. And Ryan, you're going to be talking about the history of voice actors and just sharing all the voices that you do on this week's episode. It's just great to have you back on the show. You were our first big guest. What was that, like three and a half years ago, Doug? Yeah, yeah. So welcome to the show, Ryan. Hey, welcome back. Welcome, Derek and Doug. Hey, hope y'all are doing great. Hello, Rope Drop Radio fans. It's good to be back. Yeah, so we did have a little taste of you in a Patreon show a couple weeks ago. So we decided to bring you back on and talk a little bit of history. We don't do a lot of history lessons here because, granted, when that teacher rolled in the video, the, the TV strapped to the cart, that yeah. was a signal to me for nap time. So I don't want anybody Those were my favorite asleep. days in school, Doug. Oh, that was nap time for me. I, I had learned one, more through the turned TV. Turned the lights off, and I was just out. And you can imagine I didn't snore back then. Otherwise, I would have gotten kicked. But anyway, so a little history lesson. We're going to talk about the Fab Five and their voices. And no better person to talk about that than a voice actor. So, Ryan, we're going to start with the history right at the beginning with Walt himself, right? Absolutely. Yep. Walt Disney. Walt Disney uh, was the first original voice for Mickey Mouse. And, you know, the quote is, I hope we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. Um, Walt Disney did the voice of Mickey in Steamboat Willie. And actually, that was the first ever cartoon that really kind of gave life to a character, gave life to Mickey and his personality, his voice. Um, It was a lot of wonderful music. And you can hear Mickey, of course, in so many uh, short films like Playing Crazy, The Carnival Kid, uh, Mickey's Orphans. You can even hear him in a little bit later on in the 30s, which is uh, Lonesome Ghost, Brave Little Taylor, uh, The Pointer. And then as you go into a little bit more in the 80s, of course, jumping ahead, uh, you can hear him in, of course, uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol, Runaway Brain, uh, and, of course, Get a Horse. And there's so many other wonderful, wonderful, wonderful uh, cartoons of Mickey Mouse, but Walt Disney was the first voice of Mickey, and Walt did the voice as just a character that he felt so connected with. Um, there's a lot of when you hear Walt in those early a- days of you know when you hear Mickey in those early days, you can actually hear Walt. Uh, you know, it was kind of more of a higher pitch kind of tone. You know, uh, it was more in the front of the voice and uh, falsetto, and you can really hear it. Um, you know, how you doing, pal? Here we go. Um, and that's where you start to really see, again, the life that Walt gave to Mickey Mouse. Walt did it for a while. And, of course, then Jimmy McDonald, who was a sound engineer, uh, working for Walt. Walt got so busy with other projects that he passed the torch to Jimmy McDonald, who did the voice for a number of years. Uh, and, again, the fact that Walt was kind enough to not only pass the torch, but also, again, these actors give life to the character. Uh, So Jimmy McDonald did it for a while. And then, of course, Wayne Allwine, as we know, who was in uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol and 
you know, some other wonderful, wonderful, great, uh, wonderful, great, you know, cartoons that you can hear him. And, and Wayne Allwine uh, did the voice all the way up until about 2009, unfortunately, when he passed away. And as Disney character voices evolved, they wanted that consistency. They wanted to he- make sure that when Mickey was on TV or Mickey was in front of everyone, they wanted to make sure that his voice sounded the same. So um, in Kansas City is when they found Brett Island, who has been doing the voice of Mickey for 11 years now, which is a wonderful, wonderful opportunity for him uh, to really fill in the shoes of of the big cheese himself. When it comes to Brett, Brett really puts his own little spin on Mickey, but he still gives that legacy back to Walt, back to Jimmy McDonald, back to Wayne Allwine. Wayne Allwine uh, was originally going to have an understudy uh, before he passed away, which was Brett Iwan. Uh, ironically, Brett Iwan was uh, working at a Hallmark greeting store, uh, store doing uh, cards and stuff like that. And so as he was working, he has a co- contact in Pixar. And that Pixar person actually gave him an opportunity to audition for Mickey Mouse. And that's how he kind of landed the role. And as you, I guess you could say the rest is history. Um, he's been doing the voice of, of Mickey for, again, Mickey and the Roaster Racers, uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, and, and um, you know, the, the list goes on and on. I could, I could be on here for hours. Um, but it's really cool that, you know, again, as 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 time goes, eventually those actors have to pass the torch to the next person who's going to fill in the shoes. And I, I wanted to start with Mickey because, again, it, it, it won't start it at all. It all started yeah. with a mouse. So he went from making cards at Hallmark, like probably drawing, animating cards. Absolutely. Right? Um, to designing uh, voicing. Them. Okay. Yeah. And he did not have any, and he has actually said this in numerous uh, interviews, and I quote, um, he didn't really have any acting experience. The only thing that he could do was kind of Mickey in the falsetto and really of an impression, if you will, um, which really stood out in being a consistent impression that he's practiced and developed for over the years. That's just kind of a party trick. and. Now, again, like I said, he's been doing it for, for 11 years, and that was really great. And actually, at the D23 last year, he celebrated his 10-year anniversary with the 30-year anniversary of Disney character voices. Interesting. So our first Mickey Mouse voice came from Kansas City, essentially, and the current Mickey Mouse voice came kinda from Kansas City. Kind of ironic, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of yeah. ironic how it kind of full circles and, and loops back. And, um, of course— that you know, when when it comes to a, an audition, um, you know, I, I, the the audition is the gig. You know, you have to put your best foot forward and and make it stand out. And that's what that's what Brett did. Wow. So, did Walt also do um, like Mortimer and other characters in the beginning, or was he just Mickey? Walt was actually. Uh, not just the voice of Mickey, he also did Minnie Mouse as well, uh, which a lot of people don't know. Um, and leading into Minnie, uh, of course, again, like I said, Walt Disney was the first voice of, of Minnie Mouse. Um, but as the year has gone on again, when Walt was doing so many other uh, different projects, um, of course, again, Minnie Mouse got the role taken by uh, Majorin Ralston. I want to make sure I say that right, but she was a Disney inker. Um, who was part of the animation team. Uh, and that was a really great opportunity. And, of course, then doing it for a number of years, and then, of course, someone else passes the torch, which is uh, Marcelette Garner, uh, who did it from about the 1940s. 
Um, then as you start to expand, you get Ruth Clifford and then followed by Janet Waldo, who did it for uh, 1974 Disneyland a record album. And then finally you get into Rusi Taylor, who inherited the role and she did it all the way up until 2019, which is, um, uh, you know, unfortunately when she passed away, but she was married to Wayne Allwine, the voice of Mickey Mouse. So it's kind of cool how they fell in love recording together, both these wonderful characters. And of course, like I said, Wayne Allwine passed away in 2009. Uh, Rusi Taylor passed away in 2019. At the moment, um, her replacement has not been announced yet to anyone as of oh. 2020 um, for The Voice. However, Minnie is still going strong. Of course, you can hear her in, of course, Steamboat Willie as well, going back to the, the start of it. Um, you can hear in other things like uh, Mickey's Choo Choo, The Cactus Kid. Uh, as we get a little bit later in time, you can hear in uh, The Wayward Cannery, uh, Ye Olden Days, um, Mickey's Birthday Party. Um, and then it's, you start to see her kind of develop a little bit more into Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and, of course, Mickey and the Roaster Racers. And that's where, again, she has been in so many record albums and video games. And, of course, all these characters really are connected with with um, with, with the actors. And I will say that in numerous interviews that I've seen, uh, both Wayne and Rusi, and, um, they are Mickey and Minnie. Um, they truly are and were Mickey and Minnie. Um, they acted like Mickey and Minnie and, you know, of course, Minnie has that kind of, you know, genuine kindness and, you know, always is there for Mickey and Mickey is always humble and, and brave and honest and kind. And they, and they were those people, um, that really brought these characters to life. And Minnie, like I said, has been, um, a really cool character that you can, of course, like all the Fab Five, you can see them at, at, uh, Disney World. And of course they do travel to all the other parks as well, which is really great for our guests. How about the Mickey's Runaway Railway? Would that have been about the last thing she recorded in? Absolutely. Um, she did record that. And, of course, they uh, fun fact, they actually use old audio sound effects in that attraction, uh, Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway, which is really great because you can – it's, again, paying legacy back to Walt because they wanted to make the guests feel like they were not only going into – a cartoon experience, but they wanted to make sure that everything sounded as if it was in that moment. And of course, when you see back in the day of Walt and them developing all these cartoons, making sounds with anything and everything, um, it's really interesting. But yeah, Rusi was would be would have been the the last recording that she done. Um, even when it came to uh, her wanting to record for um, the Christmas parties, like celebrations and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, that was the, that's the one where you can really hear her um, is that last album. That's and awesome. uh, Now, you've been on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Broadway, right? You did get the cast preview of that? Absolutely. That was a wonderful experience. As a voice actor, that, was it, is it a little more enhanced for you? Because it is animation to life. Yeah. It's a bizarre it was, cartoon scenario going on, right? Absolutely, yeah. It was really a uh, home run for me, if you will, because it was really cool getting into not only experience what the adventure was going on and the story going on, um, but it's really cool when you can say, oh, I know that voice, you know? Of course, it's, it's mm-hmm. you know, Mickey Mouse, but then you associate with, oh, Brett Island, or, you know, you associate with all these other different you know, actors who have brought these characters to life, which is really great. Um, if you haven't done it yet, whenever you get the chance, um, definitely go do the attraction. Mm-hmm. Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway. Wonderful, wonderful experience. 
um, and it will truly be immersive and and yeah. uh, I'll say it, it's mind blowing of just how crazy it feels like it's totally real and it, and it does you feel like again you you experience something you walk out and you go how did all that happen it, it is very cool and i i feel really fortunate i got to see it because let's be honest not that many people have been on nope, that attraction. i have not yet Derek i was supposed to be yet. there uh two weeks ago a couple weeks ago yeah you would have been on it but at, yep. it's only been open for a few weeks before everything shut down and so i'm looking forward to people getting to experience that because that attraction will be great going forward and lots of fun stuff on it i just want to give a plug for my favorite background character ever at disney world i'm trying to make him famous it's the trumpet squid so when you're on mickey and minnie's runaway railway get make sure you find the trumpet squid that's all i'm gonna say you gotta find that's I played the trumpet, and for some reason, the trumpet squid spoke to me personally. Like, just we we locked eyes. It's really all that matters. <laughs> and there. someone so, tagged trumpet Doc squid. on Twitter for that. Hashtag yep. trumpet squid. I'm gonna go. get that going at some point. <laughs> it might be a shirt someday, but I need Ooh, some I more like support of the trumpet. I mean, the ride needs to be open first for that's true. For that so. All right, so the Fab Five is not just Mickey and Minnie. We also have Donald, Pluto, and Goofy. Right, so absolutely. should we uh, talk of the duck, the, yes. Mr. Number One? Absolutely, yes. Number one, fun fact, um, Donald, whenever you visit Donald at Disney, um, he will always sign Donald Duck Number One. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, um, of course, at, at Disney World, he, or, you know, whenever you see Donald, uh, he does think he is the number one character yes. that everyone mm-hmm. wants to see. Fun fact, he actually outranks Mickey Mouse on the Disney Cruise Line ships. He actually is Admiral Donald Duck, uh, whereas Mickey and Minnie are both captains. Um, So there is that ranking where officially he is the number one duck. Um, Speaking of number one, you have Clarence Nash, who has done the longest longevity of of Donald's voice, which was 50 years. Um, Clarence Nash not only gave life to this character but it's amazing of just how he has to articulate the voice in a little side air pocket in his mouth and really just kind of bring that character to life by his actions his personality and um that's where again clarence Nash, you're going to hear a lot of 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 that early donald of course in things such as the wise little hen which is his first ever debut uh orphans benefit the band concert of course is always a, a great one um, and then again, uh, over the years, you're starting to get into Donald Snow fight, um, Bell, Bellboy Donald. And then, of course, uh, there's a good one. Donald gets drafted. Uh, that's always a classic for anyone. Um, then you start getting into a little bit more of some feature films. Of course, he did make a, a, a wonderful appearance in the Three Caballeros. So he has a lot of great relations with with those characters in there. Uh, Melody Time. Um, Donald Duck's 50th birthday, of course, was really cool. He's also in a movie along with uh, Mickey and Goofy, which is uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which is a really cool film. Uh, he made a cameo appearance in there. And again, the list goes on and on. DuckTales, woo! Um, there are so many other wonderful things. Of course, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and Mickey and the Roaster Racers. And of course, now the new revamped DuckTales. Um, and then, of course, Legend of the Three Cavaleros, which came out in 2018. Um, and of course, uh his Clarence Nash, uh, also known as Ducky Nash, um, really, truly had a uh, – he was almost like a ventriloquist, a puppeteer, really. 
he had, you know, Donald and he would go around and do everything with, with that character. Really a big understudy was Tony Osama, who did, again, who kind of took the torch. And he had to master the voice for three years is what it really took. But him and Clarence were on the lot together. And they would, um, they would talk a lot about the character when it came to, um, you know, what would Donald say in this, in this line? Or how would Donald say this phrase? Or, you know, what, what would you think he would do in this situation? And really, at the time, Tony just thought he was striking up a conversation. And in interviews, Tony says, really, again, it's all about giving legacy back to, uh, like, again, as I said before, Mickey giving legacy to Walt. Um, was truly that moment of Tony giving legacy back to Ducky Nash, which, of course, Tony Osamo has uh, taken over the torch of that character and has done so many other wonderful, wonderful things with the character. And, of course, Donald Duck um, is also in, uh, okay, again, like I said, Mickey and the Roaster Racers. And there, again, like I said, the, the torch mainly will stay with the official character, uh, voice actor, which, again, Tony Osamo. However, you will hear Daniel Ross, who did the voice of Donald in Mickey and the Roaster Racers. Um, of course, Tony may have not been available at that time. However, Daniel Ross was a great fit for that moment. Um, but again, when it comes to other projects, you know, they give it to Tony because mm -hmm. he, he is the official voice of, of um, Donald Duck. Do you have a Donald Duck, Ryan? My Donald sounds like it's great to be here. Like is that's about all I can do. Um, I can't I can't do the whole side air pocket. Like I know people can you know, you know they can do all these different things with the the character Donald, but I I just can't. It, it hurts my voice. <laughs> Donald is your kryptonite. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Okay. Pretty. Do much. you do a a Minnie Mouse at all? We didn't. Uh... Oh gosh, Mickey. Like that's all I can do for for her. Um, and, and I can't, like I said, I can't, I can't, uh, I can, you know, I'm glad you're not asking Doug and I to do it. So yeah. Yeah. We, we're not doing that again. This yeah, Patreon. And, no, no. Um, uh, but it's interesting, like I said, of how everything evolved, I, I'm going to kind of retract to Mickey really quick, but you know, when you, you, uh, take Mickey mouse now, it's a little bit more here and, uh, you know, everything is a little bit more uh, slower and articulated, which is interesting because, when you hear Mickey on Mickey Mouse Clubhouse versus the Mickey Mouse shorts, they're totally different because yeah. of the different audience that you have, mm -hmm. um, which is something very important to voice actors to know and understand is when you're given life to a character, you have to imagine again who they're talking to and why, what's going on around them, and that way then you can make sure that the character comes to life the correct way. So is it more just the speed thing between like the shorts and Mickey Mouse Clubhouse or just the fact that you don't ask about toodles every 20 minutes? <laughs> um, well, you know, of course, it's going to be, you know, more of a uh, speed is a, a, a great thing to know. But of course, it goes back to like the the uh, Mickey Mouse shorts are a little bit more directed to a wider audience, mm -hmm. whereas Mickey Mouse Clubhouse or Mickey and the Roaster Racers are going to be directed towards the 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 uh, uh, smaller audience. You know, Parents who are stuck in social isolation with a two and a half year old. Yep, <laughs> I am proud to say uh, I, I have not seen every Mickey episode of yeah. Roadster Racers at least three times in the last week. Yeah. I, um, it, it, yeah. it, like I said, it's yeah. just uh, it's interesting when you get to 
like I said, you, you hear the different projects and you say, oh, that's cool. I wonder what the recording process was like for that. Like, that's what I find interesting. Um, you know, of course, they um, used to do what's called an ensemble, which is where they all would get into the studio together. They record as if it was a radio play. Now it's more individually to where, you know, Brett Ivan would come in and record Mickey's lines. Bill Farmer will come in to record a, a Pluto's line and Goofy's lines. And, you know, of course, that way then they can, the engineers and editors can take, okay, um, Mickey gave a really great take and take one. Goofy gave a great take and take two. Let's take those, put them together um, to make it to make it all fit and, and great for their projects. Nice. Speaking of Bill Farmer, is it time to move on to your the, the dogs? Of the yeah, it is time to move on to the dogs. So, of course, Bill Farmer not only does the voice of uh, Pluto, but he also does the voice of Goofy. But we always have to go back to the legacy of the character, which was, of course, Pinto Kolvig. Pinto Kolvig wa- worked for Walt Disney and really was that breath of fresh air for 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 goofy but goofy also didn't have the name goofy back then goofy's actual original name was dippy dog and that's an interesting fact because goofy was one of those or shall i say dippy dog um first appearance was goofy and wilbur and that's where again you're going to start to see goofy kind of form into um or i'm sorry excuse me um when pinto really gave life to the character uh dippy dog was more <laughs> everything was kind of again in um this kind of wacky kind of voice and, and you know you can hear a little bit of the goofy in there which was originated in that um a lot of people associate goofy with uh, like pinto with the goofy yell you know the <laughs> um but it's actually done by a yodeler named han troll who was in the uh, art of skiing cartoon um, so that's actually not Pinto. That's that's Han Troll, a yodel. Um, but then Pinto Kovic did the voice for a number of years, and that's where then, like I said, you can hear um, a, a great one is Lonesome Ghost. Uh, of course, you can hear him in uh, The Olympic Champ. Uh, and like I said, the list goes on and on. And as we get further into those, of course, you'll get to hear Goofy and uh, his only Fab Five feature film the only character that's been his ever full-length movie a goofy movie uh, great movie by the way very good movie very good music very good story um it is a great father-son bonding time it is a great moment where you get to see um max goof who is goofy's son um really kind of make those decisions of being a teenager when it comes to you know do i want to hang out with my my dad who's goofy or do i want to um go see a really cool famous um concert you know power line um in la and that's where again you see a really great story developed between a father and son on a road trip and it's just a really cool story and speaking of story bill farmer took over the role um bill farmer was a comedian in uh dallas texas um, and on the advice of an agent, um, he went out to Hollywood and four years after being in Hollywood, he got an agent, uh, doing voiceover for commercials. And his agent said, do you do any of the Disney characters? 
um, Michael Eisner just took over the company and wanted to make sure that every voice sounded consistent. Again, we go back to the legacy of the character because it's so important for people to say, oh, well, that guy doesn't sound like Goofy or that that guy, you know, doesn't. And it's all about, again, making sure the repetition is there and correct. Um, Bill Farmer actually during the audition said, well, you know, I can kind of do it, Mickey, you know, gosh, oh, boy. Um, and then, of course, he can't really do a Donald, as he said in interviews. Um, but Gorge, Goofy was right in the wheelhouse. And that's where he really um, brought life to the character of just doing an impression of Pinto Kovic um, for for that audition. Because when you audition for a character, um, sometimes they say, hey, we want you to match that voice uh, to the uh, clip that you're reading. So he had to loop to picture. And as he was doing the audition line, um, you know, a few months later, they called him back for another project. And then they called him back for another and another. And finally, they made him the official voice of Goofy. He's been doing it for 33 years. Um, and, of course, Bill Farmer has put his own, again, each voice actor puts their own little spin on the character to make it their own a little bit. Um, you know, you can hear a little bit more articulation with Goofy. You can hear him. You know, and the making my shorts a little bit laid back, kind of southern a little bit. Um, you know, of course, when it comes to Bill Farmer, not only voicing Goofy, but Pluto. Um, and you think, well, wait a minute. Pluto doesn't talk. He he barks. So anytime you hear Pluto bark uh, in the early days, you'll hear him um, as Pinto Kovig. Pinto Kovig does the voice of Pluto. Um, so you can hear him in his first ever role, which is the chain gang, the picnic. Um, we get into the moose hunt, and then, of course, as we go on down the line, uh, you'll start to hear Pluto in uh, uh, Pluto's Playmate, um, the Army ma mascot, Bumblebee. Um, of course, then The Prince of the Popper is a great film, uh, and then uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit as a cameo, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, and like I said, the list goes on and on. Um, and, of course, all these characters have been in video games. Of course, Kingdom Hearts is a great video game to mention. Uh, both one, two, and three, which is great. Um, but of course, when it comes to uh, them asking, "Hey, do you do Pluto?" Um, he, you know, he did the bark and everything. And of course, when it comes to doing a voice of a dog, you have to think, "Okay, uh, growl, sniff, and a bark." You know, and then he has to do that growl, sniff, and a bark. Or, um, you know, if he's watching the picture and he watches everything, he has to make sure that everything, um, you know matches with what originally was pinto leading into making it his own and that's the idea of with these fab five characters you pay it again back to the legacy of the character the character actors but then you pay it forward with the magic that you're making for all the the, the people who are watching these cartoons and video games and audiobooks and uh, record albums and just so many so many wonderful things um that they bring to life these characters I know that was a lot of information. <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing. Is. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, uh, so Goofy is your favorite out of the Fast yes. Five, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so out of all of Goofy's old animation, do you have a favorite um, cartoon to direct people to? Like, go watch this one on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, Lonesome Ghost. That's where you're really going to hear that Pinto Colvega Oh, oh, I'm not afraid. Of, you know, it's a, again, it's that moment of Goofy trying to be brave, but he's scared and, you know, he's interacting with the ghost and, and that's in the mirror and stuff. And it, it's a really funny scene because, of course, it's Goofy. Um, 
but it's a really it, it's just a really early cartoon that I think guests and everyone will enjoy uh, because it's such a wonderful film that you can also see Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck in. But it's it's a really great cartoon. It really, really is. Nice. And that's how, my favorite. That that is my favorite uh, early cartoon. How about oh, the Bill Farmer variety? Ooh, okay. Um, yes, this is a this is a little bit of a toughie, but definitely in a um, in the House of Mouse cartoon series that was on. That's a great one to where you can see Goofy um, kind of being a waiter, which is really cool and funny. Um, but definitely, I love a Goofy movie with with. Of course, I gotta I gotta give Bill Farmer props as um, that that moment of of bringing this character to life in a film uh goof troop i have to actually mention mm. goof troop which was a cartoon series back in the day along with you know darkwing duck and gummy bears and all those other wonderful shows uh but definitely goof troop was a great pathway for bill farmer to pave the way for this character to make it even his own and they had again a, an ensemble where they recorded with everyone so you're going to hear in goof troop you're going to hear jim cummings as pete you're going to hear rob paulson as pj uh, just to name a few of those voice actors who are legends in the voiceover realm, um, which is something that any voice actor aspires to do is to again give that uh, to 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 pay the legacy back and you know hopefully get to carry the torch and stuff. Yeah, you mentioned Pete. That's another character that's been around the whole time too. Yeah, right. So and ah. that's one you don't think about. And my kids always argued about how Pete was really a cat while watching. Uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. I don't know. And yes. was he good? And what? Or was he bad? They couldn't tell. I'm like, sometimes you can't tell. You if watch people a, are good or bad. a Goofy movie, and he's not the greatest dad at all the times. Pete no. definitely was mm. one of those characters that you, you, you almost felt bad for PJ in a way because, yeah. um, you know, uh, uh, PJ did anything his father asked. Of course, my um, dad's gonna kill me. He said that all the yeah. time in, in Goofy. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, with Max, I think was embarrassed, of course, you know, being around Goofy, which of course led to that bond of being even stronger when they go on the camping trip and, um, you know, the road trip and just really kind of, you, you start to see the different parenting and the different style. And, um, you know, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen the movie, but I will say there's a scene to where Goofy really stands up for, for Max when he's talking to Pete. Uh, but Pete tells him, like, you know, hey, your kid's been not telling you the truth on something. Um, and Goofy just doesn't want to believe it. And uh, you have to see more of the film in order to. I'm going to rewatch that this week. It's a good one. Yep. We watched that on, I think it was our first seven night cruise. That was the movie we started. And like every time we were getting ready for dinner, or that sort of thing, we'd turn on, you know, 15 minutes or so. That was the movie. Well, first we watched was family robinson and then my wife was like no you shouldn't be showing the kids this shipwreck as we sail through seven or 16 foot swells i was like i don't know what you're talking about small children are resilient but yeah we did goof troop or not goof troop a goofy movie and that that's just a great movie i like Absolutely. that choice Absolutely. what about what about chippendale i know i'm branching out of the the fab five but they have quite like I like their stuff with Pluto, especially. Yeah, Chippendale I... um, are actually so 
the, you have the Fab Five, Mickey mm-hmm. Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Goofy, Pluto, and Donald. Then you have the Sensational Six, which is Daisy Duck, which mm-hmm. was introduced, um, which is Donald's girlfriend. And then um, you have Chip and Dale, who are also known as uh, the, the VIP Eight. So those are your okay. VIP characters. Um, Chip and Dale are actually not brothers. Um, they are just kind of best friends i didn't know this this. wow yeah the the idea is again well you know when you think about the character uh chip and dale there's not really any kind of notion that they are brothers just Uh, that they're both chipmunks yeah yeah they're both chipmunks you know um but yes absolutely to your point doug and derek when it comes to chip and dale they always associated with the cartoon with pluto in it um and of course they were maybe causing a little bit of trouble with Pluto, giving Pluto kind of a headache. The Christmas one was really great mm-hmm. with you know Pluto trying to make sure that nothing breaks on the Christmas tree. Um, of course, that was one of the early kind of, you know, days where you're going to hear, um, you know, just the kind of the laughing between Chip and Dale as they're trying to cause a little trouble for, for Pluto and Mickey on that special day. Um, but you then start to see them kind of evolve a little bit more into kind of doing their own thing. Um, there's one where Huey, Dewey, and Louie, who are uh, Donald Duck's nephews, they wish to every day for it to be Christmas Day. And so you see Chip and Dale doing the same thing every day um, in their, you know, tree trunk and they're, you know, having a great time and stuff like that. But you kind of, they are associated a little bit with also Donald Duck causing mischief for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, those characters um, are, are really cool of the fact that they, it's just really cool how their personalities kind of intertwine with the characters. And it's really interesting that two chipmunks are, are celebrities, you know, yeah. so it's, it's really interesting. And Rescue Rangers is a great show and I hope gets Absolutely. remade someday. Rescue Rangers, of course, uh, uh, another great voice actress to throw out there is uh, Jim Cummings again, who did the voice Darkwing of Mon- Duck. Mon- Monterey, Darkwing Duck, yep. uh, Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, who took it over Sterling Holloway, um, and and has done so many other wonderful oh, characters. Oh, Negaduck. Uh, say it again? He's Negaduck. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really loved his line as Darkwing Duck, let's get dangerous. Um, I really like that. Um, and of course, he's done so many other characters of, of again, passing the torch and being mm-hmm. those characters for for them, which is really, really, really great. Well, Derek, do you have any more questions for Ryan? I don't have any questions, but I think uh, we want to hear a few more voices. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Gorge. Hi, everybody. It's your bell, Goofy. Well, slow down, Maurice. When I was a lad, I ate porters and eggs every morning to help me get large. Yeah, that's right, Gaston. <laughs> You're the greatest hunter in the whole world. Um, and that's just to name a few uh, that I do. My, um, my, But again, my favorite voice, um, Gorge, is Goofy. That, that's, that's my all-time favorite. Uh, Mickey Mouse is a close second for sure. Um, but those characters, like I said, that's that's... Again, I just I love I love these characters. I love being a voice actor. I love it. And someday I hope I get to um, really kind of um, strive for my goal and dream, which is, you know, to to be the voice of a Disney character. That would just be a really cool opportunity. 
Well, you might not be that yet, but you do have uh, a video game coming out where you are the voice actor of a, a numerous amount of characters. So do you take a minute right now and kind of tell people where they can find you? Absolutely. So there's a video game called Lost Legend, um, as mentioned earlier by Unhinged. Um, I will be doing the voice of uh, Captain Wiley, a really cool sailor captain who's been on the high seas and really just exploring the ocean for a long, long time. Um, and this is a really great uh, time for him because he actually uh, is one of the first voices you hear in the game, which I'm really honored to be a part of. Um, I got to be the, the the prophecy voice, which is a voice trailer for the video game Lost Legend. Um, I got to do uh, Quinn Spike, prepare to get Spike. Um, which is a really cool kind of bad guy, but maybe not a bad guy. You got to play the game. To Ooh, know teaser. About the Ooh. Yeah. Um, I've done a, a, um, a, a lot of other great characters in the game. Um, one was actually named after my hometown, which is really cool. Uh, so, I've, uh, yeah, I've gotten to do a lot of cool um, different voices and characters for this opportunity and project. And um, I can't thank them enough for the opportunity, but I also can't thank uh, the love and support from my family and friends um, for encouraging me to continue my dream and my goal. Um, and as of now, it is doing multiple voices. I believe they may be having me do more in the future uh, for other projects as well from what I've been told, So, which is a great thing. Um, that's a contact that I will not lose. Nice. Well, and you haven't even done my kids. My kids love seeing you whenever we get down to Florida. We got to run into Ryan. But you haven't even done my kids' favorite voice yet. Oh, was it was it the pirate voice? No, that's my that's my favorite. My kids is uh, Chewbacca. Oh. Yeah. Before they learned your name, you were the the Chewy guy. The Chewy guy. Uh. Yes, powerful you are the force indeed. Try not, do, or do not. There is no try. Um, Jedi Master Yoda, gotta gotta give respect to him. Yep. Uh, General Grievous of the Droid Army. <laughs> that was good. Are yes. one. Yeah, that's a that's a really cool character. I like. Um, of course. <laughs> r2d2 when he does the yell and stuff like that that's a that's a really funny one so uh chewy actually is my favorite star wars character um i really love chewbacca really really world needs more chewy yep it's have you done chewy mode on the millennium falcon yet where you unlock I that i have not that will be people who have um that was a really cool ride and to be in being able to pilot it was probably one of the coolest things. Being able to do all the different um, slots, you know, of, mm -hmm. of the positions that you get to select it for, those are those are just really cool to be a part of. And you feel like you're on the Millennium Falcon. You feel like you are flying. And Hondo Anaka, who's also uh, the voice of that, is Jim Cummings as well. I don't know if any. I did not know Hondo. that. Yep, Hondo. He's Anaka. everywhere. Hondo Anaka was actually based off of um, a New Orleans Bayou kind of, you know, he kind of thought like this, you know, and, and, and that's where he drew inspiration um, to, you know, be a pirate and, and everything. So it's, it's really interesting how 
those characters again connect and of course he had the wonderful opportunity to bring that character to life now in a, in a guest uh, environment which is really really cool very cool little hondo history yeah. we don't get that very often no yeah hondo anaka most people are like Wars. who who is that who's this guy on the millennium falcon ride where's chewbacca yeah where's han i want to be on han's crew but yeah. you know hondo's <laughs> hondo's a good fifth choice or so <laughs> absolutely <laughs> it's like well that that character nope 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 how about hondo naka the uh hondo kind naka. of obscure pirate from the clone wars that made random appearances in rebels that the pitch i, I want to be in on that pitch i love i love the scene in star wars the clone wars where uh like darth maul calls him some name or whatever and he's like um he says the name of whatever it was, and he's like, "We're pirates. We don't even know what that means." And like, you know, it's a really funny line. I gotta remember, but it was a really funny moment. Uh, that was later in the season. I will um, look forward to that because I'm rewatching the Clone Wars. I'm currently halfway through season three, okay, so I'll walk okay. on the treadmill. I'm so Darth Maul just became alive again. We haven't seen him yet, but his. He's said to be alive, so can't wait for that. Definitely, as you start getting into the seasons, they will become a little bit more darker. Um, and it's interesting to see both sides of the Force. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I'm going to really say, uh, because, it, you know, there's a lot of, you know, light side, dark side. And you just kind of, when you watch it, you got to, you know, put in perspective of everything that goes on in those in those worlds and environments and stories and um, of course, when you, um, I, I, of course, I have to mention Ahsoka Tano, uh, Ashley Eckstein, who has done a phenomenal job of uh, being the voice of a, a really great character. Yep. Um, fun fact, the voice of Perry the Platypus, D. Bradley Baker, is the voice of all the clones in Star Wars The Clone Wars. It's it's fun listening to how he varies so many oh, different yeah. ones based off their name. Mm-hmm. Like I, there was a pilot in one episode that's name was Kickback, and like he yeah. sounded like he was a Hawaiian surfer, like <laughs> but still sounded like a clone trooper, like right, like still the same voice, but like totally different. So Absolutely. it's amazing what voice acting can do, and you do a wonderful job, Ryan. Yep. And thanks for explaining it all to us tonight. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate this opportunity. Thank you. Yeah, and we'll put your information in the show notes. Uh, I know Ryan sometimes likes to get on social media and do like uh, some fun little uh, what do you, who nannies is what, what do we call those? Yeah, um, I you know the the last time I was on Facebook Live was um, uh, a story time of the Three Little Pigs. Uh, that was a really cool moment of mm-hmm. taking the characters like Goofy and uh, the Sheriff of Nottingham and Disney's Robin Hood and. Um, you know, all these other wonderful characters and um, just kind of making it come to life during the quarantine, which is really great. Yeah, it's been been fun. And I love when we get to see you down there. Hopefully, Ryan, we can run into you again. I know you're going to uh, see you on this June trip. That didn't happen. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So that was last week's episode. We discussed that. So if you haven't checked that out, Robe Droppers, check out last week's episode. But next trip, Ryan, we are going to find you and we will hang out. Absolutely. All right. Well, that is it because we got to get to the Patreon show because Ryan's got more voices that he has to share with us. Yeah, that's right. And if you want to hear how many voices one man can do 
and it's a lot and it's amazing. And Doug and I will just sit there and listen for like 10 minutes. Uh, you got to be a Patreon. That is in the show notes. Thank you to all of our Patreons who support the show. And uh, Doug, anything else before we move on? Uh, well, I'd like to thank uh, our sponsor, there Mr. You go. Joe from Back to the mouse.com go check out his website blog trip reports they're all fun and then uh one other sponsor derek that is michelle mcknight who i'm sure is busy right now uh booking calling on hold and doing all things disney travel so if you want a trip for 2021 now is the time yeah it's time it's open it is and uh, give her your info let her sit on hold for you because that's what she'll be doing from now until like i don't know indefinite amount of time a lot of whole time coming lots yes lots you lots. grow like, beards and and all sorts of things by the time you get through to disney people right now so use a travel agent for yes. that reason alone. That is it. That saves uh, plenty of time. So awesome. Thank you again, Ryan, for being on the show. And thank you guys so much for supporting Rope Drop Radio. But yeah, let's get to the Patreon episode. Ryan, I'm going to have you thank everyone for listening to Rope Drop Radio in whatever voice you choose. Gorge, thanks for choosing Rope Drop Radio. <laughs> have a great day, everybody. <laughs>